Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharf Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Hey, hey. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Mentoring for the Modern Musician aficionados. The podcast that makes your life better. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that's the point. It is the point. Right? It's totally the point. That's why we do what we do. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ways we're gonna do that but that's the that's the that's the goal that's that is the goal make your life better yeah uh making your life better with the sharp brothers <laughs> was just a, it was a mouthful so it we decided mouthful. not that mentoring for the modern musician exactly so we're doing that so and uh, m3 artist for the website because right we decided that it isn't just about musicians if you're just a regular artist you might you, we could help you with that as well you almost dissed artists if you're just a regular artist. That's not at all. What that's I why meant. it's important. Okay, that's not what I meant. Tone of voice matters. It does matter. It matters. And that's why. But if and we're not going to edit that out, though. No, we're not editing that out. We're not going to because we we are are vehemently opposed to editing these things. Yes, I mean not vehemently opposed. You can say that three times fast. Vehemently opposed. Not We are we are we, we try not to. Exactly. We try to make this uh, feel real. And organic, yeah, and spontaneous. Sorry, the word our producer just used was organic, so we thought, well, do you notice how I slid that? in? I did. I noticed. That's why I gave her props because I saw her smiling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Slide that in like it was your idea. So organically, uh, the topic of this week's podcast will be to tour or not to tour. That is the question. That is the question. And that's the, the reason- part they cut out of uh, out of. Was that Hamlet? It is Hamlet. Yeah. They're like Hamlet. Look, That's, you're not gonna. You're not you know, nobody's showing up to your shows, man. Yeah, no one's. No one's coming, man. You just. You know, you're not. Who you you're used not drawing to be. like you used to. You're not drawing like you used to. We like you. We're just not gonna book you anymore. No, we've, it's no. It's not. It isn't that. It's not, we it's do, not you. We do. I mean, it we, is. No, you. we it's love you. It is you. We love your work. We I mean, I mean, we, we used to love your. We work. don't literally love your work. No, I mean, we've. You know, we loved when it was making money. Right, but now, you know, it's time for you to set you out to pension. Exactly. So yeah. So to tour or not to tour. And the reason we're talking about this is because we have been hearing a lot of this from both sides of the issue. Yeah. For, I would say, at least the last three months. Maybe a little I bit longer. I would say six months. Yeah, probably. Uh, and and the, what I love is everybody, it seems to me. Yes. Everybody is convinced that they have the right answer. They're right. Yeah, absolutely. No question about and it. They've got, and it's very black and white. It's very black and white. <laughs> and they've got their, I'm air quoting now, facts to right. back this up. Exactly. So what we're going to do today, it's not going to be a super long podcast. Yeah, we're just going to we're going to chat about this a little bit because it's this is something that's going to need further research, but we wanted to hop on it while it was feeling fresh and organic. Exactly. And hopping on organic things is, is slippery usually <laughs> because they're, you know, it's a little bit of uh, you right. know, it's been out there in for a while All right. in can, the yard. We can drift back away from that. Sorry, away from that. Yeah. So so to tour or not to tour, the the the, the gist of the argument is we all understand that when we the industry is changing, the industry is changing, right? And in an image, the image that I had when I was a little kid mm-hmm. was because when rock stars didn't move, that's how I think of it, because <laughs> I, there was no MTV, and I didn't get to go see them all the time. So, so, so it was just whatever poster was on my wall. <laughs> that was what they always looked like. They always looked like that. Robert Plant simply had a dove in his hand that and a bottle move. of whiskey it's, that didn't move. That's it. I don't He'd think it was whiskey. Moved. It was wine. I oh it was that wine. ruins it for me because yeah, I was sorry. like Robert had a like whiskey in one hand and a dove in the other yeah. like not the way Ozzy Osbourne would have had a dove no, in one hand we were not frightened for the dove exactly <laughs> but again even I never saw Ozzy moving that way 
So back back in the day when the rock stars didn't, didn't move, because I couldn't afford to go to all the shows. <laughs> so I just I knew Aerosmith moved because I saw them. Because you saw them. I saw Steven Tyler pass out into a, you know, yeah. into a monitor, right. and that was the end of the show. I didn't really. It was the night before. Exactly. So, but right. but so back in those eras, in that era, we just assumed that it went like this: you were a band, you got signed somehow, somehow. magically. Nobody ever talked about you it. You got discovered. You got discovered. I'm doing air quotes again. I love you, kid. And then you went on the road. Also, just you went on the road. You just went on the road. There were like tour buses and Absolutely. roadies. You just went on the road. Just waiting to happen. You just travel around with this, you know, giant PA that people set up for you. Exactly. You hobble on stage. Right. Wake up. Crack a noon. Crack a noon. Get on stage, you know, with the fans and touring. Absolutely. And, and you do these big concerts, and there were thousands of people there. Always. 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 There was never. Always. An, always. There was never. You never played for five people. <laughs> you never played Ever. for five people. You never played a club. It was always stadiums. That's how it went. Right. Right. Exactly. So those, then, are the fa- those are the facts, people. Right. That's how it was. <laughs> those are the facts of how I saw it as an eight-year-old. So then you get a little older and you start talking to touring musicians and you realize that a lot of times it's just a big van. Right. They're touring in. Right. And they're usually, if they have a PA, they're they're probably have a little trailer that's attached to that. Exactly. Van. But you're usually not bringing a PA. There's a PA in the club. Wait, a club? Most of them. What's a what's a club? All right. Okay. So, a club. Is a smaller stadium. Much smaller <laughs> much, much, stadium. Sometimes a stadium that maybe only holds 150 people. Exactly. Fire code capacity. It says it <laughs> on the wall in a slightly dingy... Right. The floors are usually a little sticky. A little sticky, particularly backstage. Exactly. There's, exactly. A, there's yeah. a specific smell to it. <laughs> uh, you're not really... <laughs> you can't really identify what that smell is. But you don't want to make a car freshener You out of that don't smell. want to talk about it. Exactly. Or the fact you're like, your feet are sticking too, right? Yeah. Shh. <laughs> Don't talk about it. Just stick your floor. Exactly. Just strap your guitar <laughs> now, on and get ready to go. We learned that those were the extremes. So right. I, I understood that those were the two. Exactly. So you're either right. touring stadiums or clubs yes. of 150 people exactly. in a van. Unless you're an acoustic musician and then you're playing coffee houses. Exactly. Which eventually turned into bookstores. Right. Back when there were Borders bookstores. Yeah. And you would just play in the cafe. Exactly. Just randomly walk in. It's random. Where do you want these songs? Exactly. But you were playing your own songs, man. Absolutely. Of course. Selling your CDs. Mm-hmm. Telling stories to the people in the cafe over the... Of, of your uh, favorite song. Exactly. So, the, you know, you start... Okay, that was so, Adam's imitation of a cappuccino machine. That's, that's right. That's what that was. That's right. And uh, so the, we learned that these were different versions of touring. But notice that yeah. touring was expected. Was Yeah, you had to do it. It was like, part of it. That's, I mean, that's one of the ways that you got better at playing live. Obviously, exactly right. That's how you get better as a musician. That's how you get better at, at your. Is you played these? You learn what works. You learn what works in front of five people, and then in front of fifty people, and then in front of two hundred fifty people. Exactly. And Nobody ever really talked about how you did that either. You would hear like Creed's manager go, "Well, you know, when you go to different towns, and there was five people the first time, then there was fifty, and then there were five thousand, and you know, this record was selling well. Hey, right. time out, back up, hold up. How did you get five thousand people to go to the show? <laughs> oh, payola. But you right, know, exactly. So there's, I mean, it's complicated. There's it a is lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to there, it. and we're not going to unpack it all today. We can't unpack it all today. But what we want to talk about is that the idea of going through this is that the premise, prior to maybe five years ago, it's all based on record sales. Well, and the, the, there was an understanding that touring is a must. Right. So for record sales, for record sales, that when when a band came to the town. Their record sales increased. Yes, whether they were selling them at their own shows or at the record or store. Or at the record stores. The record sales increased. You could always see, not always, if they were 
if there was a band you were ever going to hear about, right. you could oh, you could see a correlation between a band touring nearby and record sales increasing at the record stores in that geographic vicinity. Exactly. So now that there are no record stores, right. or very few, or very few, and there are no record sales, certainly or, very few, or very few, and that most of what we're thinking about now is placement of songs in a bunch of different places. So placement in movie, placement on playlists, mm-hmm. placement in commercials. Uh, placement on, um, you know, an airplane. Right. Or in retail stores or the grocery store. Or and, you know, Spotify, 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 <laughs> Spotify and Pandora and who doesn't get enough attention. Right. Let me say it again. Pandora yeah. is also a streaming service. Deezer. Deezer. Um, Apple Music. Mm-hmm. All of these are the spot. Amazon. Amazon. These are really like, it's placement. Right, I mean, you're getting yeah. placed on a playlist. It totally is on a on a platform. Right. Um, That's not to say that artists aren't going to still sell their own absolutely CDs, records. That, absolutely. That, that indie artists. I mean, that's. You I mean you? Yes. You will because it's merch. Yes. Right, and you will sell it to your. And you know, and it, major it, label artists will. And, and absolutely, it's just not. It probably is not. I don't. We don't foresee a time where an album will be released. And it will sell multi-platinum copies. Right. As we, I love to joke about Peter Frampton comes alive. Right. Like when we were growing up, everybody had that record. Right. Some people had two. Yeah, exactly. Right? And and the record industry thought, this is how it's going to be forever. Right. <laughs> Let's never yeah. do any research. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and expect it to be like this. Put the blinders on. But so, all right. So what we're trying to show you here is that there is this. The, the, there the was two- a correlation between live Yes. Shows, touring, and, and physical sales r- record of sales. records. So, income. Right. Exactly. All right. Commerce. And now, there, in this particular world where we are, mm-hmm. there is this, there, what feels like to us, there are these two distinct camps. Right. There are the people that are more traditional in terms of their thought about touring, which is... You must tour. You will tour. And then there is this other area that are like anti-touring. Right. You don't have to tour. Ever. There's the internet. There's the internet. You should just do shows, if you do any shows. If you do shows at all. If you at play all. live at all. You do shows and broadcast it on the internet and you never need to leave your town. Right. And that that is a, so the, the, the here's the idea behind that. You get, you keep your music off of streaming services. Or if you do have it on there, it's one or two tracks. Right. From to, an album. To and the draw, rest are blocked. And then you try to um, reach out mainly through socials, you know, Facebook and Instagram and maybe Twitter mm-hmm. to find your niche fans. Get get their emails. Right. So that you can then market to them directly. Give them free downloads of a song or two. Mm-hmm. Help develop a relationship. Now, this is the part that's great about this is that you really are developing one-on-one Absolutely. relationships with people. It's the best part about it. Trying to develop a, a, a rapport a, so that you can have super fans super fans and that patrons. that's patrons people who are going to who are going to be so invested in what you do artistically that they will want to support you financially right with whatever you do five dollars a month you know fifty dollars a month right even twenty dollars a year to, to or, buy to a, 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 you a know. cd or and or a t-shirt and right. or and that they really value who you are and this as is an a artist. very very real commerce model and there are lots of people um doing this and this is a specific indie thing it's very niche so that you you'll have people mm-hmm. in you know in the folk community doing it 
you'll have people in the blues community doing it. You'll have people in um, the sort of rock tends to, yep. but the ones we've seen anyway have tended to be more toward the metal stuff. Yep. And then the different um, subgenres of uh, and offshoots of, of all of those, those. right? And, and it is a model that people are doing, which is not necessarily not touring, but but touring is, is sort of a, an afterthought talked about. Right. That's not always true, actually, with the actual metal bands. I want to throw that out there mm-hmm. that, that I'm thinking of. That because metal bands absolutely are doing both, are doing both, and lots and lots of metal bands do great with live shows. Yep. Metal is one of the ones that has always sold tickets, absolutely, and the fans are totally into it. Yep, important for the experience, right? It is absolutely. But but so separate from that, the idea being you create these super fans, and what they're going to do is instead of streaming your music, find the people in your genre on the internet. And through socials. And reach out to them. And reach out to them. Do relationship building. Relationship building. Through, you know, email series and all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. Create a real relationship with them. And then they become super fans or patrons so that they're interested they support in you supporting what you do. Financially doing your art. And, 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 and maybe you end up doing... Some touring, but it's, you know, house concerts or... Spotty touring. Spotty, right. It's 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 not... That isn't your goal. That that you will find all kinds of people in in... In the industry, who will marketing musician people who will tell you that it's not you don't need to tour anymore. Right, it's not necessary. Right, and and that that is a valid um, point for this specific model, and that mm-hmm. there are there there is well, a and camp. they will show you numbers. Yes, about most of them themse- are themselves doing just that, and right. they will show you numbers that they are still selling, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty five thousand units. A year, or they've got a thousand patrons that pay them X amount of dollars right. every year, and and so it's it, what I love about that part is that um, it, that that they're using numbers, they're using yeah, um, they're using uh, data, data. They will, they will tell you, they will show you the numbers about what they're doing, and I think it's an important point to make at this stage to say, and I'll I'll speak for you, and if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. you can tell me I'm wrong exactly that, that um, Michael and I are not in either camp. Nope. We're in the camp of you having a really successful career. <laughs> exactly. We want to hey. help you figure out which one of these models or what combination of these models are going to work best for you. Yeah. And obviously, we're not going to be able to do that for each of you individually today. To, right. On the podcast. On the podcast. Right. But it's what it's why this is what we do with people who come and work with us is we help them figure out right. what it is that's going to work for them individually. Exactly. Because and it, be nimble and know that you yeah. can change at any moment. And go, you know what? This is not working for me as well as it used to anymore. I'm going to switch more to, I'm going to put more energy in this model. Because here's the danger with the one must tour mentality. That you have to tour, that's the deal. Mm -hmm. Is that if you are just to now go out and book shows randomly across the country. By van. By van. And try to bring your band across the country playing to nobody who knows you yet. That's a flawed, you know business model mm-hmm. that's probably not a good idea okay so here's a good way to do it though okay i'm ready i know i'm i'm trying to think about where i want to start for this You're formulating so yeah. it, here's what i would say we just interviewed ellis paul mm-hmm. troubadour extraordinaire Troubadour. do you want to talk about you don't tr- here's the thing if you're hanging out with ellis paul anywhere ever from now to the end of time don't compare notes about how much you've driven <laughs> you're gonna lose my friends you're gonna lose I that can't man's driven more than i cannot me. imagine unless you're a truck driver yeah right right, right. that you are gonna come then close. it's gonna be a fair fight exactly you know but he talked about on the show 
that he will very often take someone on the road with them to yeah, right. help them learn how to do this process. Right. And part of what that means is that you are playing in front of his audience for three months, six months, mm-hmm. right? And so that is a case in which there's, if there's a situation- I don't remember how long it was. It might not have been that long. I think it was. I okay. think it, it was. It might have even been longer. Um, but even if it's three weeks, it, this is a case where if you have someone in, in, you know, in your community, doesn't have to be folk music or, or acoustic music. It could be rock band. It could be if you are friends with a successful touring rock band and they want to bring you on your you and your band on the road with them, well, it might be worth it. Oh, if right. you are playing the kind of music that they play and exposure to that to to you know this mentor's audience yeah. oh, will help it, it, you grow your fan base. Well then yes. Get the van. Right. Get on right. the road. And go tour with these people where right. you know there's going to be an audience. Right. That well, and I would say at that point, even that's that's a you know a money be damned thing. Like that, absolutely, that's a, that'd be a good. That's it. You lose money doing that because abs- you're gonna you're gonna gain experience and hopefully Ex- if you're good, experience you'll gain fans, fans exposure under and an understanding of the industry in, exactly. a, in a tactical, real way. Absolutely. That you can't get in another way. Right. So we're not talking about that when we're talking about uh, people who encourage people not to tour. Right, we're talking about people who don't have a fan base out there yet, right. who don't, uh, you know, that's not, <laughs> they don't have a band maybe, but they record as a, uh, in a way that makes it sound like they have a band, right, right, right. and you don't want to, you know, if you're, if you know, if you're playing that certain kind of music and you want to go it as a solo, that makes sense too. What we do know from the industry context that we have is that. They will tell you at all levels of the industry that a successful band has to tour. Yes. Successful artist has to tour. As evidenced by a an offhanded remark we heard at a, a an industry music industry mixer in New York City a couple months ago. It wasn't even that long ago, it was maybe six weeks ago, man. Where, where someone said Well, you know, people say that, you know, no, why? They, they were joking like they were they were in utter disbelief. They're like someone was talking about not touring. And and three or four people Laughed, literally like, laughed out loud, aggressively laughed out loud. Yeah, and we're like, well, they're not going to get touched then. Now these were not. This is not so. Some yes, there were a few. There were label label in our, but but most of the people were publishing people, who placement are, people, placement people who are pitching songs to songs and to not movies artists and to, to right. labels, not artists to, but just songwriters' songs. Right. And exp- and going, you got a tour. And so within the industry proper that way, like that, that part mm-hmm. of the industry, and this is, I mean, upper level indie mm-hmm. and then major label yeah. world, right? Exactly. So, so indie films and, and yeah. you know, but also, you know, big budget films and movies. And within that world, it is, it is laughable that the, at the idea that, that you won't tour, you wouldn't tour. All right. Now. That is not, um, you know, incompatible with the other no. camp. The and that's other, the mistake that, you're right, that's right? the mistake that people the, make. Uh, because the other camp position is that, forget about the major labels. Right. Forget about the main industry. Forget right. about movies. Forget about radio. Forget about anybody knowing who you are. Right. Who's outside of your niche. Your niche. 
And, and that and, could be 5,000 people. That could be 10,000 people. It could be 500 people. Well, because as we, as we mentioned before, look, if, if you're on a platform like Patreon or you, you know, want to do that yourself and you've got, let's do round numbers, right? You've got a thousand fans. Okay. Who are willing to pay you $50 a year. Okay. That's $50,000. That's $50,000 a year. Right. I mean, and that's that's enough money that you should, you know, depending on what you're if you're a solo artist. Yeah, uh, there you go. You probably can do without a day gig the, and and put money back in your career. And, and, put, and exactly. Right? Well, th- you know, so that's one of the things I've heard people talk about. They're like, all right, so figure out how much money you want to make. Right. And then figure out what a fair. Expectation is from somebody a year. Fifty bucks is a, is, a, is a fair expectation if you've got something of value to give them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I spend way more than 50 bucks a year on coffee. So, um, <laughs> right. So, and then multiply that times whatever the number is to get to the number that you want. Mm-hmm. It's less than 10 bucks a month for that. Right. Right. I mean, way that's, less than 10 that's bucks. Pretty it's amazing. less than five bucks a month. Right. Now, <laughs> the reason that this is different in terms of the major label mentality mm-hmm. is that the major label mentality has a lot of. Going for the big payoff at the end right. of the tunnel, right? And, right. and $50,000 for a major label is laughable. There's no, that's not helpful. You Unless you're going to make $50,000, I mean $50 million. So, and it, even it, even with 360 deals where they're taking a part of everything mm-hmm. you do, they don't want a part of $50,000. No. That doesn't make any sense to them. Makes no sense to them. Right? But if you're a solo artist, you know, even a small indie band, like mm-hmm. a little trio, and you don't Absolutely. need a lot. You know, that's that's numbers that are that are super super respectable, right? And without that, just that's a thousand people getting a thousand Absolutely. people into it. And if you really are at a point where you don't think you can get a thousand people um, to be interested in in what you're doing, then then it shouldn't matter to you. Then the money exactly. shouldn't matter to you then right money's now. Money's not about it. And it's you're not... still at a development stage where right. you're trying to suss out who you are and trying yeah. to you know. So then. Don't worry about it. But but so in these two camps, we've got the never tour ever. <laughs> you don't, don't ever you don't ever have to tour again. It's a waste right. of time and a waste of money. It's an antiquated thought right. process. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, and then the other one, which is literally laugh out loud yeah. at the thought of not touring. Right? right. That those are the two extremes that we right that keep. we are right that we currently now are. It's this seesaw. Yeah. Well, and that that we certainly keep running into. Yeah. Often, yeah, um, and uh, that's why I like the idea that you brought up in the middle. You did just bring up the not being black and white about it, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. never do this. Never go on the road when you're going to lose money, unless unless going on the road and losing money is a really good idea. Which it can which very it can often be. be. And, and here's how you can even there are even tours that you can still buy onto, right? Where not only are you going to lose money, you're going to really lose money. All right, so a buy-on, I want to real quickly just interject this because I didn't used to know what a buy-on was. A buy-on is where you actually pay money to the band or the promoter or whoever's organizing the tour. You pay them a certain amount either per show or um, per per week or per per tour period. You pay them a certain amount to get on the bill. This is super common. um, used to be super common in the... the, um, the uh, alt world, particularly the, like the emo world, mm-hmm. where you'd have a, a, an absta- a substantially established artist and then maybe a, a, a breaking artist right. and then three, two or three artists that are that are 
nobody's heard of that buy onto a tour. They help right. finance the tour, but they're getting exposed to an audience a of big audience right. who are into their kind of music. I just keep thinking of Bright Eyes. I mean, that's all I keep right. thinking of. <laughs> okay. right? Right, right, buy on right. a Bright Eyes tour. Right. And, right. And, and, and the first time I heard it, I just thought it was crazy. I was like, that's... But you're, sp- you're literally spending money. Talk about pay to play. So that you can hang out with them. And pay to play always sounded like such a dirty idea. Right? Well, I remember when we were, you know, when we were first coming up, it was never pay to play. Right. Well, and that there, particularly LA, that yeah. there, you would pay big money to, to, to play a show mm-hmm. uh, in, in an established club. Mm-hmm. And labels could do that if, right. it, if they had an artist they needed to break. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed like a horrible idea for an indie artist. Right. So this is a way that there is a modified pay-to-play that could work for you. Well, it makes sense. If, you're, it, if you're killer live and you've got great songs. And, and you can get onto a good and tour. And you can get onto a good tour where their audience will love what you do. Right. And all of the stars align. And you're not going to lose too much money from whatever your day gig is. Mm-hmm. What, what, right. yeah, or you've it, got people who are willing to finance it and totally. you know then that can absolutely be a good idea so that's even a situation where something you're never supposed to do that sounds like a horrible idea can actually be a good can idea actually be a great idea but that doesn't mean just because there is a way that pay to play <laughs> is a good idea that now pay to play is always a good idea no exactly right? right 360 deals where the label takes a piece of everything you make merchandising touring record sales publishing uh, personal appearances, mm-hmm. right? That was a horrible thing, everybody thought, when it came out. Well, except Paramore, because that's how they got a lot of attention, right. and that's how they got signed, how they got their deal inked, right. and it seemed to, it worked out pretty well for them. It certainly worked out. And it became the norm for everybody in the industry, and some mm-hmm. people have signed horrible 360 deals, and some people have signed 360 deals that do what they're supposed to do, which is the label makes more money from you, so, so they, they pay more attention they, to you. They put more effort in. So again, 360 deal is a horrible idea unless, unless it's, not. it's not. And so <laughs> much of this particular issue feels like that to me. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah, that, totally that's agree. a horrible idea. That's why idea. we wanted to talk about it. Unless it's not. It's like, well, look, maybe it is a good idea for you not to tour because you know, maybe what's happening for you right now is that you've spent a bunch of time in the studio writing a bunch of killer songs and you've decided that you're going to use Facebook marketing or Instagram marketing. And you're going to build, you know, a following. Mm-hmm. And you're going to follow the John Oshaka method. Right, you know, right. The, the, you know, the, uh, the um, music marketing manifesto. Which is, you know, he does brilliant, brilliant work. Brilliant stuff, yeah. And there's others who are copied him and, and, and do yep. good work too. Yep. Uh, and what you're going to do is you are going to use that internet marketing to build, and start to build a following. Mm-hmm. Find your fan base. Yep. And really develop a relationship with fans who you don't have to see in person. Right. And, you know, they'll dig your music because it's the kind of music that they like and they're still the kind of people that love to discover new things. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to get caught up in the whole major label thing either. Right, right. Right, and on and on and on and you follow this method and you do get those 1,000 fans or 2,500 fans or 10,000 fans. Yeah. Right? Okay, so now when you get to that level, now maybe you take a look at your analytics right? and you go, you know... I've got like a really concentrated following in Seattle. Yeah. Maybe I'll do a trip to Seattle. Right. Do a couple shows. You know, maybe what I'll do is I'll contact my fans in Seattle and ask them if they'd like me to come and make an appearance and see if I can get like maybe they'd donate five bucks. Right. Do and maybe 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 they do a house concert. Do a house concert. Right. 
where they can guarantee me that I'll make a thousand dollars at a house concert. Right. Right. And maybe I do two of those. My one of my favorite uh, uh, writers I saw from a house concert mm-hmm. it was a guy I'm not going to mention, but he was big in the indie world and yeah. used to be in an emo band. And he, what he needed was he needed, I think it was twenty five bucks per person mm-hmm. and a minimum of fifty people mm-hmm. um, in your house, and you would have him for an hour and a half of performance and half an hour to forty five minutes of meet and greet. At the end, all he needed was two bottles of water and a stool and your house. <laughs> and, right. and his experience okay, so, was amazing. So what if you do what if you do happen to make by doing this get five thousand super fans and you've got five hundred of them concentrated in three different areas and you go do six of those shows. Right. right. Well, now you just made about seventy five hundred dollars minus expenses. So you're going to make, you know, five minimum, right. right? Well, but it's the other thing about the, the live playing, and this is the part that I think that people are missing on the other side, where you never play live. Yeah, is that what you are in terms of, in, in addition to monetary, right? You have now just given the people who are fans of yours right. an experience. Yeah. That they're not going to get exactly elsewhere, and when you give people the proper experience, again, like always, mm-hmm. be awesome. Exactly. You better be awesome. Be awesome. Bring you better it. be awesome when you're recording. Mm-hmm. You better be awesome when you're marketing. Yep. You bet. You you better be awesome when you're performing live. Not just better, not just performance wise, and you, you better, better be not a, be a jerk. I was going to say, and you better be you better be awesome when you meet them afterwards. Yes, and you, be psyched that these people are that interested in that they spent twenty five bucks to come see you, that they made the commitment to come and do that, and that they showed up. Yeah. And they made a plan. Yeah. And they came and were there to watch you. And this is the ch- this is the change in mentality I think that's important in this one of the changes in mentality yeah. that's important in this modern music industry is understanding that the person who is at your show, yeah, we're still going to call them fans just because even though that's short for fanatic. It's what we're calling them, I and everybody understands it mm-hmm. to be. But that that person who's there, that fan. I don't think there's anything wrong with the term fan. I think I love the, well, the term fan. Well, I know you don't, but, but but no, but but that that person, that fan, is a person, right? Yeah. And that what you want to remember about them is go, wow, that's so cool. I now have this connection with this person who mm-hmm. really loves what I'm doing. And it doesn't matter if there's fifty people, five people, five thousand people. Totally. Each one of them, as as personal as you can make it for them, being honestly and truthfully grateful yeah. that that they're there, you can create an experience and a bond right. with someone there that right. can turn them from a super fan who's really into what you're doing now <laughs> to someone who will never shut up about you, yeah. who's going to tell their grandkids about this amazing person. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And that right. if you, then it's way more than just the monetary gain. Oh, yeah. Well, you, and you'll gain monetary because what you'll gain is you'll gain, you know, you won't just make, you know, a thousand dollars from that one show you'll make $1,000 from that same house concert that you're going to now do five years in a row. Right. 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 And and they bring new people and in. And they bring new and people in. And so you'll get a shot at another one and another one. And this is a great way to organically grow your your fan base and your super fans. Yeah. And so, and this is when people from the industry, from the old school model, laugh when you say that you don't have to tour anymore. This is why they're laughing. Right. Yes. Because they understand intrinsically. Yes how important it is if you want to continue to grow your your fan base to have that experience and the part that they're not seeing from the other end 
is that there's a whole world yeah. out there, man. Yes. It there's isn't whole... just the states. It isn't just New yes. England or the West Coast yes. or the South or the South or Texas. Or the suburbs a, or, the, or, or the urban part of the world. There is a world of billions of people out there. Yeah. And the internet connects all of that. And so people who think who are talking about not touring are saying, man, I don't have to tour Australia to have 500 fans in Australia. Right. And so all we're adding is, hey, but if you do have 500 fans in Australia- You should go to Australia, man. You know, see, see when you can get a cheap flight to Australia and go, and go hang out with them. Because the people on the, on the traditional industry part, what yeah. they understand, not just from a business part, not just from the industry part, but what they understand, because remember, we've talked about how most of the- Crappy people in the industry are gone. Pretty much gone. Right? So, so that the people that are left in the industry... People who love music. ...are people who love music. And they understand and at a cellular level what they feel like from the experience of right. being at a show. These are people who go to shows seven days a week. Yes. Multiple shows. Multiple shows. They will go from shows from... Six o'clock in the evening until one o'clock in the, in the morning. morning. And then hang out and have drinks and dinner with people And talk about music again. And have fun, and they're good humans. Exactly. So I'm telling you. So, so they, they don't for anybody in the indie world who's who's really glommed onto the um, smaller, um, niche stuff, which is good. That's great. Be- I would urge you to be careful about poo-pooing off the cuff. Everybody in the major label or, or bigger world, indie world, right? Music world, so right. proper. A whole another show. We can we can talk about whether the record contract is for you or not yes right and what that you know the, yeah, we'll, the, we'll do that next time. the positives and the negatives of it but but for this one we wanted to talk about this in depth so that when you're talking about when you're imaging and you're making your plan for your next three years of yeah. your career do i need to tour or do i not need to tour well that depends right depends on what kind of music you're doing it depends on what what you want for a result Depends on how ready you are at this stage in your career. Exactly. And like most things in the industry, it's a little of both. It's a little of both. And and remember, it's complicated and that's not a bad thing. Exactly. And you don't and have what's to, true for you today may not be right. true for you three months from now, and, three years from now. And you don't have to figure it all out today, and you don't have to figure it out on your own. You no, know what I mean? Exactly. Make sure you keep using those resources. Keep keep listening to this podcast. Keep checking our website. If you if you want individual help, reach out to us. Reach out to somebody else. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> reach out There's, to somebody who can help you really suss out what's going on. And, and find make, a mentor. Find, find someone who exactly. find someone who was successful or wasn't successful and now knows what they didn't do. Who makes you feel better and makes your makes your world exactly. better. Makes your life better. <laughs> makes your life better. So, um, but but make sure you're you're doing that. And and remember, you you got this. We got your back. 